Hi, uh, welcome to the Theta Gang podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGang.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions and target. Thanks. Uh, howdy. Uh, <laughs> so today's topic is volatility. Um, you know, because volatility, <laughs> volatility, <laughs> volatility is very important uh, when it comes to selling options. Uh, what we do at Theta Gang. .com, at least the majority of us do. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, wow, look at me just like skip all the weekly play stuff. Uh, <laughs> there's so much stuff to talk about in this episode. Um, so the Fed did an emergency cut of half a percent on interest rates, which, you know, uh, ELI 5 is another way of saying businesses can borrow money for cheaper, um, letting them grow. Uh, or make up the difference of the production hit that they might have endured during, or they're enduring during this coronavirus panic. Um, But that didn't quite save the market. We are still, in fact, dipping. In fact, we've dipped so much over this weekend. Um, The futures uh, went down 5%. So there's this this rule uh, called the stop limit. Uh, which means if there if, if there's any action that makes the uh, market go down five percent or more, uh, the market gets halted, uh, so you cannot sell. So that happened, uh, and I can only imagine that that will freak people out. So when the opening bell comes around, people will sell again, um, and will go down just a little bit more. Um, yeah, I mean this coronavirus stuff is. It's something. Uh, I'm pretty neutral about it. I don't feel passionately like scared about it um, just because I'm in that young demographic. But I'm also not totally just like, uh, oh, it's it doesn't affect me, so I don't care. Like I have parents, and I'd I'd like to uh, have them live uh, a long enough time to like enjoy being grandparents and all that good stuff. Um, but really, um, you know, boomers are definitely feeling it. I call my stepdad a boomer all the time. (laughs) Um, he, you know, it's, it's different for them because, because for you and me listening, uh, we are more likely to double down or buy the dip. Um, but for boomers, they are the dip. They're not putting in any more money. They don't make any more money. They're retired. They're chilling. Maybe they're, you know, their grandparents of their grandchild and they're chilling. They don't make any more money. And so it's way more scary to them than us. And that, that goes with the coronavirus stuff too. They're more susceptible because their immune systems are weaker and just patients that already have weakened immune systems. Like I am absolutely like, uh, empathetic is not the right word. Or maybe it is because I do feel, I don't know. Like I'm not on that boat that says like, I don't care about the the coronavirus just because like I'm young um but there's got to be a limit to how much the coronavirus can really make this market dip right like this is kind of insane of how low it's gotten um but my main advice right now and I just wanted to say this first before uh, I go into any of the episode is that you should not be trying to time the bottom and you absolutely should not be trying to time the top if you go in this market tomorrow morning on Monday and say, okay, we're going to crash to all-time lows. We're going to hit this support down at 240, down at 220, uh, and I'm going to go all in on puts. You can do that, and you can absolutely make it rich. You could do it. But the chances of that happening within your time frame, uh, it, we'll go over that in today's episode, just like how much volatility matters and why options are so expensive right now. Because you can imagine, everyone at opening bell on Monday with these futures halted, right? Because it's dipped more than 5%. And so, you know, like markets like done. Um, When it resumes Monday morning, you know Wall Street Bets is on like gonna wake up with their crusty eyes in the morning and then like go to the Robinhood app and scroll through the puts on spy and then try to get the most out the money that's the cheapest that they could buy a hundred of. Like I've been there, bruh. I've been there. I've been there. But you have to think there are so many other people going to do that exact same thing 
that you have to really sit back and then just really calculate what you want in life and what you want from this entire uh, like trading environment, right? Like say you did do that and you did make it big. Maybe you won like your first six figure trade. Are you gonna stop? Like let's figure out what you want from this market and let's trade accordingly. Um, my main advice for anyone sane that wants to protect their position going forward would be, you know, think about if you want to sell. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in control of your sanity, right? Like if you're losing sleep because you're, you know, you're, you're getting hammered by your calls losing or your stocks are going down. Maybe you're really into growth stocks before. Maybe you were really bullish on growth stocks. Um, you know. Maybe consider selling some enough to where you can sleep at night or where you're not getting, you know, anxiety attacks. Um, but also, like, say you haven't quite invested a lot, like, at all. Or maybe you're just sitting on the side. Maybe you just listen to this podcast just to learn. What I suggest for people that are just trying to protect or build their current portfolio, especially if you are young is to just build cash or you know raise cash. Fintwit has so many clever ways of just saying like uh, save money, <laughs> like save save money, put it in a savings account. I don't, I don't care. Just build enough to where you know when we see an uptrend, uh, we go in on that. Uh, we're not trying to time the bottom right when it hits the support for the first time. We're not shorting anything to help break even because you know what happens during these like bearish downtrends is there there's massive upswings which we'll we'll briefly talk about in this weekly plays, um, but yeah, just try not to time tops and bottoms, raise cash, build cash, save money right now, and then when the uptrend starts happening, uh, get on that train. Now you're probably saying because I'm about to end this section, I, I just gotta get this out. You're probably saying, well. Uh, you just said that the market has like massive swings up. How do I know that that's not the uptrend start? I don't know either, dude. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm. That's just what I. That's what just what I'm going with, right? Like I can't tell you which uptrend is gonna be or which spike will be the start of the uptrend. No one will tell you that. I will, I will crumple this bag of paper to prove the point of how angry I am at people that have so much like confidence that you know oh this is the bottom go buy all in calls and dude those guys get paid by people that pay them that's so whack that is so whack i cannot believe that people actually get paid by member shameless plug i do not on my trading service it's it's honestly hardly a service it's more like you donating to the website and you get cool stuff and you get like direct communication with me but what my patrons could even speak for is that like I am never the type of dude or trader to say like, okay, go all in on this or like buy buy calls on Zoom because Zoom is uh, undervalued even at a fourteen hundred P and E ratio. Like I don't do that. I don't do that. I will never like to tell you to do something that I wouldn't do. That's why you see all my trades open and all my trades closed and you see when I make money, you also see when I lose money. It's all out there so you can really just absorb my style and make it your own. Um, I highly advise anyone like even currently on my service. Some some people follow me trade by trade. Some people do some. Some people don't do any. Some people just like literally want to just support and that's I'm grateful for everybody um oh wow what was i saying uh yeah those type of people are whack being able to time the bottom and time the top you shouldn't try to time the bottom or try to time the top no one can ever know when the bottom is and raise cash save cash uh save money so that when the uptrend is confirmed or when it looks confirmed you'll be part of that too <sighs> Okay, uh, I think I almost forgot to breathe. <laughs> um, let's see. So in the weekly plays, I usually talk about uh, you know earnings. I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm going to skip over earnings just because there's so many other things happening. And I don't want this episode to drown on forever. I think there are a few companies reporting next week, though I hope you can do your own due diligence for this week um, because there isn't a handy earnings calendar for me. I don't want to give you guys false info here. So 
Um, just a follow up on the last podcast, I had mentioned that I went in on Spy three thirty five long naked calls that expired in May. Uh, I got them for sixty six dollars each. Got ten of them. Um, yeah, so I <laughs> I had <laughs> I had envisioned there'd be a section of the weekly plate, like the section that you know I'm talking in right now, that I would be like. Well, guys and girls, uh, this long naked call position is currently, uh, you know, like uh, $50 up and, you know, volatility is rising. So that's good. And my uh, that's where, that's why it's $55. Up. Like, I, I imagine I would do something like that. Uh, what happened uh, that following Monday uh, when the bell rang, the market just shot up. Right. And so I was looking at it uh, throughout the day. And I was like, wow. So should I just sell this for the plus 30 percent trigger? Because, uh, you know, that's that's just what I do for when I buy options. And should I make that an example on the podcast? I thought to myself, nah, it's like so up. Because uh, it was like hovering around 60 or 70% when I was thinking about it, of closing it. And I was like, it's so up that it make good material for the podcast, right? So then we, we would have plenty to talk about and I had plenty of room to uh, take gains off the table. But it just kept on going up. So what I ended up doing was I ended up getting out for a plus 200%. I have it all logged in my trading history. And all of it right when it happened, like right when it opened, right when it closed. I'm real. I'm real. Judy always says real. Um, so I ended up closing the position for about $1,100 uh, of profit. So um, that was really cool. Um, I bought options. I haven't bought options in a really, really, really long time. Um, and that felt pretty crazy. F feel really grateful that that happened and that I took the gains off the table at 200%. I thought that was just too much. Um, I got incredibly lucky there. Um, and you know, if I ever see like plus 100%, I start, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, whoa, okay, gotta take this off the table. And just as a side note, I get tons of screenshots from people in my emails and DMs um about their trades and some people have massive massive gains and they always start off like thanking me and i always thank them back um but you know all in all they they just like show me screenshots of like plus 1000 percent gains and they're like junie should i sell this and i'm always just like bruh you you get like seven or eight percent back from the market for a year if you get a thousand percent on a weekly trade, you better take the gains off your table right now, like right, right now, because those happen so not frequently. <laughs> it's getting kind of late, so my my uh, my English is getting worse. Um, but you know, it happens so not free. It happens so rarely that you know if you don't take those, whatever strategy you are doing that somehow nets you. A thousand percent you're gonna end up severely in the red you need to take those w's when you get them now this is a very uh, like extreme example because i'm saying a thousand percent but this can absolutely apply to any trade that's like plus 100 percent. maybe you doubled your money or you know 200 percent um you need to take those gains off the table because those don't happen frequently um, and I would even suggest that if you are in a, like a trade, if you do a trading strategy where, you, you know, your, most of your income is only from those 200, 300% trades, you need to take those. So the, coming from an option seller, uh, cause I mainly and primarily sell options. Um, I, I don't see plus 200% often or at all because like if i'm selling options i can only get up to plus 100 right i can only ever get like the full amount of premium that i sold um so selling or not selling this time but buying calls this time and then having it go above 100 i was already just like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna sell um but i was always just going back and forth back and forth of like it's good for the podcast no but it's good for my bank account <laughs> it's like you know you have to you have to balance these things so i i ended up selling it was a great thing um, because it, obviously the market is not doing hot at all right now. So these would be pretty worthless at the moment. And um, yeah, so lesson learned. Uh, have your triggers set up, uh, if you're, especially if you're selling options. 
Um, but if you're buying options, you know, just be cognizant of like how rare these come by. And if you uh, don't start taking these off the table, you're going to end up dry at the end. Thank you. Right. Um, so now going on to the fadedgang.com website updates, you can now edit trades. That's just uh, you know the roaring applause that I'm sure that you guys and girls are doing right now. Um, <laughs> on, yeah, you guys are probably so stone faced. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm just gonna get on with it. Um, you can now edit trades. Uh, so say, for example, uh, you open up an AMD call for 50 bucks and you close it for 500 bucks. Um, you know, that would be said and done. You have a profit of 450. Uh, but, you know, because options are priced weird and the UX of, you know, closing options or pricing options is just so not standardized at the moment. Maybe you just meant to put, uh, you wanted to close it for break even. So maybe instead of 500, you wanted to put 50. You added an extra zero. Or you put the decimal place somewhere weird. That's totally fine and that's fixable now without having to email me. So you can now go to your trade, you can click the edit button and you can now close it properly for 50. Um, when you do that, it will uh, <coughs> mark the trade as uh, edited uh, and there will be a small X uh, saying that like, hey, uh, the, the user has edited this trade. Um, you know, But people will obviously be able to tell uh, what a mistake is, right? Like if you meant, to, if you put 500 at first and you made it 50, like people can obviously tell you just accidentally put an extra zero. So good, just good job on you for being honest and uh, just making sure that, you know, um, if someone says something really confidently about a direction that, you know, I don't want people to be able to go back and edit their trade and then say like, oh, look at me. Yeah, I was right the entire time. Uh-huh. Bears suck. Lol. <laughs> right? Like, or right now, I'm sure that there's a lot of bears that would say the opposite. Like, bulls suck. LOL. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, um, you can now edit trades. So you can open, you can, tr <laughs> oh, I'm like so excited and tired. Um, you can now edit trades. You can edit the price that you opened it at. You can also edit the price you closed at. Right now, you cannot edit the expiration date or the symbol, but I would trust that you guys get that part right more than any other part. So I didn't focus on that. I just really wanted to get this out. Um, something you'll also notice is that you, there will be labels um, f from here on out. I wouldn't. I didn't do an ETL or retroactively just like do everything uh, for the past trades, but for now on, um, there will be a mark of uh, if you open the trade during market hours, you get this like neato bandito green check mark that says that you opened it during market hours. Um, and if you close it during market hours, you also get that too. Um, you also get a green check mark, I believe, if you close it before expiration. Um, but you get an X if you close it after expiration, I think. I still, I have to check which conditions I actually ended up incorporating, but as the, as people just naturally add trades, you guys will, and girls will, um, see them happen. Um, this is to incentivize, uh, logging trades, uh, right when you open them, uh, because there is a history of people, you know, maybe uploading only their winning trades, which is problematic and which is something that I've always just addressed in the past. Um, but now, you know, when you open a trade, you absolutely want to open it during market hours as soon as you open the trade. Um, so you have time to close it during market hours, maybe if it's a day trade. Um, but, you know, I'm just trying to show where, like, I incentivize things. I don't want, like, say, like, I don't want, like, a leaderboard. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how much money you lose. Uh, I just want people to be honest about their trades and not be scared about being honest. So I'm just like trying to incentivize just being honest, just putting everything out there. And healthy mindsets will uh, will uh, you know be a product of all this, right? Once you have a trading environment where you just openly talk about all your trades and people give you honest and good feedback, um, then your trades just get better. You know, you do something like 
maybe you buy like a lot of out the money FDs and then some people, you know, bag on you for saying like, you know, this trade is so stupid. Why would you ever do this? This is Wall Street bets type of stuff. I, I don't care because I've been there before, but I hope my platform helps you learn that, hey, maybe that isn't the right type of trade that you want to do like on a regular basis. It could be fun for like an earnings play if you're on that boat, but that shouldn't be like a regular type of trade. Um, but as long as you're uploading them during market hours, closing them during market hours, as long as you're honest about your price filled and all this stuff, um, your own analytics and your own graphs that you know will soon be available on ThetaGang.com will help you realize, hey, maybe this trading strategy isn't working for me. Um, and then I'm going to uh, have future features where you can maybe filter or get notified when people open up certain other types of trades. Maybe you know, maybe you want to start looking at selling options, so you have this filter or alert system on that says, "Hey, please, you know, ping me when uh, someone does a short naked call or when someone sells a naked call or like someone sells a call credit spread, all that good stuff." So that's that um, editing trades uh, and you know those little statuses under the trades. Uh, it took a massively long time that was like eight like eight straight hours of development to get it out there and tested and making sure everything worked i'm super proud of it i stand by every single decision that i uh, incorporated uh, as always everything has a purpose um, and if you have any feedback at all maybe you know it's negative feedback maybe you really hate it maybe you think that like uh, you know, it's wrong things aren't incentivized. Uh, please email me at juni at theatergang.com. Or if you have nice things to say, I always appreciate those too. Uh, those do help on days that I am especially tired and don't want to work on Theta Gang, but I choose to anyway because this has uh, grown a lot more than I originally thought it would. And I'm only grateful. I, <laughs> I get home, I, I'm super tired. I like almost, almost going to bed but then i do a quick yeet and i turn around and go to my computer desk um it's just all really fun and uh thank you uh, for listening to the rant All right, uh, we're finally here uh, talking about volatility. Um, you know, this has been brought up in many episodes before, um, and I just thought it's a great time to talk about it now, uh, just because volatility will be screaming high uh, Monday morning, or you know, the morning that you're probably going to be listening to this. Uh, we need to talk about what that means for your options, and you know, for the options. Uh, in the future that you'll be purchasing or selling and uh, just what you need to be watching out for. So if you're newer to the podcast or just newer to options in general, options, uh, of course, are, you know, just financial instruments that you can buy on, you know, your favorite broker app like Robinhood or Tastyworks. And um, you basically just, you know, buy and sell these, uh, you know, capturing differences of the stock price because what, what happens is uh, options expire and they have like target prices that you need to hit in order to make a profit and you can make uh, money on the way up when a stock goes up. You can also make money when the stock goes down. Um, but what's lucrative about them is because is that you can make a lot of money uh, because these are not assets like stocks are. Uh, these do not stay with you forever. I mentioned it. Uh, they do expire. So you're very much just betting uh, an educated bet, but you're betting on a stock direction. Um, some strategies let you end up holding stock, which are a little bit safer, which are the ones that I do. Um, but in terms of just you know the the ELI five of options is that they represent 100 shares each. You know five contracts represent 500 shares. They're cheaper than buying the actual 500 shares because they have an expiration date on them and a target price. Um, and uh, there's a lot of external factors that go up, that go into um, that pricing of the option. Um, you can imagine that, like, if you had to be correct on a bet, 
you know, like if I bet my friend Jenny, like, hey, I think Apple is going to be at like back up to 300 by next week. Um, and she says, you know what, for free, I'll just like, because that's not going to happen. I'll let you, uh, uh, you know, I'll, we'll check in a month, right? That does not happen with contracts. Um, no one will give you time to be right for free. So that is uh, the theta portion of theta gang is that time is literally money because when you give someone time on a contract, um, it's going to be more expensive. Now, there are other factors that make contracts more expensive. So, um, But before we go on, just, just to drill it down, you can imagine that like an Apple 300 contract um, that you need to be correct on next week is less expensive than one uh, that's expected to be at 300 in a month, right? Because you want to have a month to be right. Like during any part of those, in part of that month, if it reaches 300, you're okay. As opposed to, you know, next by next week, it has to be at 300. That's a larger percentage shift that Apple has to go up. Um, so time is valuable. Um, moving on. So there's another factor and the one that we're talking about today is volatility. Um, options in general are just way more expensive when there is a trading environment that is volatile. Uh, you can define that by like large swings up in stock prices and large swings down in stock prices because when this environment is like on or when we're in this environment, sorry, English, it's late. Um, uh, you know, these contracts are going to be expensive because say you buy like a put and that's an option where uh, you, you think the stock price is going to go down. Uh, like, for example, if you bought a put on Friday, uh, you know, it'd have to have been pretty expensive because we were on a downtrend. So this put that you're buying now uh, is going to be massively green. You're definitely going to be making money on it uh, come tomorrow. Uh, because, you know, for all this market halting, the market is going to be dumping pretty heavy, uh, at least in the morning. And volatility is going to rise because there is no obvious bottom of when, you know, it's going to do at least a dead cat bounce or like just bounce in general. Right. So volatility is high when we don't where we're not entirely sure when the next bottom is like if there's no obvious support or if we're if we don't have a support near uh, our current price, then, you know, you're going to you're going to see volatility rise because it's expected for it to go all the way down and then, you know, hit that support and either, you know, go down further or go back up. Just having that possibility happen is uh is volatile uh you compare that with like say the recent like bullish uptrend that we've had since i th i think december or like just this year in general we have just gone up so volatility was like really low at a lot of points just because it was just expected that the market just go up i feel <laughs> there was like a point in time where you know red futures were illegal <laughs> not really but like it definitely felt like it um so that's what happens. If volatility increases when we're in a volatile environment. Maybe like you know everyone's screaming about coronavirus and you know, uh, you know all all this bearish news about oil prices, all that stuff. Volatility will rise because no one knows where the bottom is and no one knows when the, you know when the well I was, I would argue that no one ever knows when any bottom is or when any top is, but when it's especially apparent, that's when volatility is high. Okay. So now you understand that time is valuable and you know volatility is valuable. Now, when you're buying an option, someone has to sell it to you, right? We've talked about this before. You, you, the best way to learn about options is just imagine that's just you and one other person on this planet selling a contract back and forth, back and forth, or buying and selling a contract back and forth, back and forth, right? So when volatility is high, and you know these options are really expensive. Who do you think is advantageous here, the buyer or seller? Okay, so now <laughs> I gave you just a little bit of time. I, you know, the textbooks and Reddit and anybody in Theta Gang would say 
that the person selling the volatility is advantageous. Okay, so I just want to debunk that right now and say that it that's not always true. Okay, it's volatile for a reason, and this this goes on either side, and this is where you know market maturity uh, comes to play. Like I'm not that dude that just put Theta Gang. Uh, like I don't just rep Theta Gang on Wall Street bets and say like, oh, IV crush and implied volatility is high and you could make a lot of money selling options. I don't do that, right? Like I don't spit keywords. I've been in the market a long time. I, I take time to understand all of these topics. And, you know, just in my experience, when volatility is high and, you know, it's expected, hey, uh, if volatility is high, you're paying a premium because the stock is, you know, implied to move a lot. That's where implied volatility comes in. But because it's high, it's expected to move. And if it does move against you, you will still lose. Okay, that's something that I want first and foremost to just put out there. Like just because volatility is high and the option that you're selling, right? Because people think it's advantageous to sell when volatility is high. Just because the amount of premium you receive is high, doesn't mean you're going to win. Now, history has shown, textbooks have shown that you know stocks usually don't move as much as the volatility implies. And that's where Theta Gang uh, scalps or you know trades heavily on volume, on high quality trades to capture those differences of uh, the expected move versus the actual move. Um, but here's the thing. You can't do anything wildly stupid uh, with the assumption that, hey, you know, volatility is high. I'm collecting all this premium. I'm going to use all this premium to buy a Ferrari. That's not how that's not how it works. OK, so because volatility is high, you also have to be very, very careful. OK, so don't go willy nilly and don't just like straight up sell a naked call right now because you think the market is going to continue going down. Uh, because I promise you that naked call that you sold will be the one time where the market makes the most epic comeback ever <laughs> and you will lose your shirt and you will never want to trade again and you'll be like that meme where the guy's pedaling on a bike and puts the stick in his front wheel like himself and then blames Theta Gang or like blames the market like you could blame Theta Gang and I promise you that that wasn't Theta Gang especially if, if you listen to this podcast right so then you're saying like, okay, then what do you do, Junie? If, if, you're, if you made ThetaGang.com and you have the ThetaGang podcast and you're telling me, you're telling me not to sell contracts, who, who are you? Well, what, what do you do then? Um, yeah, have you ever considered uh, just not doing anything? Have you considered just uh, saving that money and uh, saving up for, uh, you know, just something, something nice, something real nice, like a, like a dinner, like a, like a maybe a nice pair of shoes, you know, just something nice. <laughs> like all jokes aside, um, I feel like, dude, just treat like especially if you're an active trader right now, take this time to just, you know, maybe join Popcorn Gang or like really just like chill out, just don't do anything, just watch everyone just scream at each other. And it's it's pretty fun. If you don't have any positions out there, I, I get it. So I'm, I apologize if you're a boomer uh, and you are stuck in a position or stuck in stocks. It's going to suck, and you're probably going to want to like keep up with the with like the news and stuff. But you can also just choose to enjoy your retirement and just do the things that you've always wanted to do. Like they don't have to be extravagant. You can literally go out on go out to like some beachside bar on Wednesday during the day and just drink and watch the waves and just chill right like you can literally do everything but look at CNBC or like CNN and all this stuff you don't have to like constantly just barrage yourself with all these bearish articles and if you're newer to the market and you and if you're again if you're looking to invest I highly suggest just if you really want, you can start running the wheel and you get pretty good premium 
Um, but you're probably going to be a sign. I'm not going to lie. Like right now, just because we're whipping up and down so much, um, you're mostly going to get a sign. If you don't know what the wheel is, I highly suggest just you know listening to the wheel episode after you get a good handle of options. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, save save the capital, wait for an uptrend to be confirmed, and then join then. So that, that's that's my thing. I'm telling you right now, it seems really enticing to sell options, but you can really, really mess up your portfolio uh, by thinking you're too smart and th- uh, just like regurgitating keywords and you know trying to make yourself uh, feel justified in going to a position. Just please, please. I hope I've explained it simple enough to really communicate like how you know volatile it is right now. Uh, volatility will be pretty, pretty high come Monday. Um, oh, and I, I totally glossed over it, but you need you need to just look at VIX. So that's letter V as in Victor, I X, um, or V X X. Uh, all those uh, just track volatility, and you can just track how much volatility premium is inside all the options um, by looking at those. So come Monday morning, you're probably going to see a big spike in that just because, you know, we don't have a bottom. A lot of bearish stuff is happening. uh, And, you know, that market halt is never good. So volatility, uh, pretty high. Look at VIX or VXX or VIX, all that stuff um, to keep track of uh, how much volatility premium is in your option. Uh, and to wrap it up uh, real quick is what I would suggest is just build capital. If you are stuck with capital, if you are a boomer, um, enjoy your retirement, please. Uh, you worked really hard in life. You probably have kids uh, and they've probably grown up to be semi-successful, at least that's something, uh, and relish in that. Like You have so much to focus on in life than the stock market. The money is not everything. This is literally nothing compared to you know having you know two legs to walk on two arms to eat with you know someone to come home to it's it's really this is really just a speck in the dirt compared to how much other things are more valuable thanks i thought i wouldn't add this part but i want to anyway i'm oh my god i'm starting to lose my voice uh it's 12:37 a.m too um so I I mentioned that you probably don't want to sell options, um, but there are there is cases where you would want to buy options here, right? Like you you wouldn't be necessarily doing anything bad by like buying puts, especially as a hedge. Um, but I would never ever incentivize placing hedges uh, because I'm more of the person or trader to just like kind of sit back on the trade. Uh, I'd hedged a little bit on, you know, just a few of my trades this last week. I have mixed results. Um, you know, I overall I'm positive, especially due to that plus 200% trade. Um, but, you know, I got lucky. I definitely got lucky. So that's why I'm not pitching it by saying it worked for me. So it's going to work for you. Um, What's great about volatility when you buy options is that sometimes you can be wrong about the direction, but volatility rises so much that your option just becomes more valuable because you know it's more volatile. Uh, people want to buy that option uh, more now because it's volatile. That in fact that it can uh, happen now. Um, like for example, like let's say for. Let's say that um, you know maybe the stock, or we're talking about spy. Let's talk about spy, and you know right now it's definitely not the case. But let's just say for easy example, spy is trading at one hundred, and you buy like the one hundred and five call, right? You expect a five percent increase sometime, um, but you know if you if there was ever a time where say like uh, the stock market dipped twenty percent and spy went down to eighty. Uh, yeah, your call would be doing really bad, right? But if SPY now went back up to 100, like say like a 20% dip down and a 20% dip up, your call would be so expensive. Like you would be so green on it just because it was so volatile. But again, like the stock price technically hasn't really changed, right? It went 
went from 100 down to 80 back to 100 when you had the 105 call uh you know you're you're wondering you might be wondering at that time like why is my call so green it's still at the same place it's because it's more volatile so there is a you know although puts right now uh because of all the volatility premium uh are really expensive the reason why i don't advise um or i mean calls too the reason why i don't advise selling them uh, is just because you know volatility can keep rising, right? And you're going to lose not only because of direction, just b- because of volatility, this macro factor that you might not be aware about. So I really hope this episode helps you just be observant this week. Maybe you can like just like pick a few of your favorite strike prices of you know stocks that you like to keep track on, and then just like observe throughout the week. Like, hey, if I bought this here, would I be up or down? Or like, you know, if I bought this here, and you're looking at VIX or you know volatility rise, and you're seeing like, oh, okay, I get what Juni means. Like, even though this uh, call, um, you know, it's getting further away up the money, it's not losing that much value. Um, and, you know, and that's also something you need to be looking out for on on Reddit too. When you're on Wall Street Bets and all this stuff. I see tons of people just like throwing out the word IV crush and it, like it triggers me like no other. <laughs> it triggers me like no other because like I know that they don't know what they're talking about uh, because there's like examples of people just talking about like um, just like buying buying options like buying calls like you know two months out and someone just like just says IV crush <laughs> or you know you're, you're gonna lose to IV crush people love to sound smart and vent to it and it's so aggravating uh, because it makes it harder for newer people to come on because of all these people with egos that want to sound smart. Uh, and I'm here to change that. So hopefully today's episode made uh, enough sense where you can take it and run with it this week. Or you know maybe like sit down on your hands and do nothing this week. I think that's the more the moral of the story. Um, yeah, just thank you so much. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go into the outro. I have a little bit more to say. Uh, I know a lot of people like to tune out around here, but there will be a little few updates about the service. Um, but otherwise, I will catch you guys next week. Thank you. Ooh, also, hoodies. There are only eight left. <laughs> and I totally forgot. Dude, this this week is nuts. Uh, totally forgot to uh, unleash it to the public. So I'll probably be tweeting that out sometime mon- on Monday. Uh, but if you haven't already, you can go to theta-gang.myshopify.com slash password, and the password is triggers, and you can go and order yours there. Uh, just as long as it's up there, uh, they have not been sold out yet. Um, yeah, just those will be shipping uh, probably the 19th or 20th. Uh, I'm going to stop orders on the 15th. I'm going to get the order in on the 15th. Uh, and then I gotta give them a few days to, of course, like print the print the hoodies, and then uh, you gotta give me a day to package all of them, uh, and then uh, I'll be shipping that shipping them out as soon as possible after that. So you can expect the hoodies at your door probably sometime end of March. Uh, I'm pretty confident with saying that. Um, real quick, also you've noticed that there's a new banner on top of the datagang.com page that tells you about the referral link and what you get if you sign up with the referral link. Um, all that super cool uh, helps support the podcast and website. Um, and on Patreon, uh, the $20, 30 $40, $50, $60 all sold out. Uh, the $80 and $100 tier is available. I imagine it's going to get capped out somewhere around $200. Um have this here i'll just say it again theta gang is proudly partnered with tastyworks and signing up with theta gang referral code is a huge help and that is theta gang all caps one word um well i actually (laughs) i was gonna just like put the intros or the outro song uh before i started this but i I just ran with it so sorry for uh the the shameless plugs um you can follow me at twitter at real theta gang and email me at juni at thetagang.com. I hope you guys and girls enjoy this episode as much as I did. I feel like just getting back in the groove from Cabo was kind of hard just with the sprained foot and catching up with like work work and then, uh, you know, just starting to code again on Thetagang. It all feels just really, really good. I'm back in the groove and uh, just excited about everything that's happened. So thank you guys and girls uh, and... See you guys next week after these extended shoutouts.
Thank you from the bottom of my heart to Lifesaver87, Raj, France, Mike D, Slow Motion, Nick Fires, Unabridged, Floyd Wang, Rico, The String Puller, Option Noob, Edad, The Iron Man, Mitch Brady7, Towels, Indigo Chile. Good job. I always say good job. I don't, get, I don't know why. Uh, DDSS699, Serums, Option Options, Eric Kirkland, Jimmy, Matt W, Associate K, Abel, Ryzen1020, TCR94, Monkey48, Like Abyss, Angry Penguin, Andrew E.C. Kim, Abel, Anthony511, Moose Ninja, Rolex C, Deep Gift, Mendo, Mendo, Mendo Dum Dum, Ground Pound 95, uh, HP Larry, Leo Jetson, Van Trader, El Finco, Make More 2, Silent Viking, Mark James It, Just Send It, Nathan De Selva, Simon Says, Vicious Poultry, VDM10, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, uh, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, I like saying that, Fox624, Cowbunga Dudes, and Senkyun. Senkyun. Uh, thank you, honestly, everyone. Um, if you, especially if you're listening this far, I I, always, <laughs> I I should probably keep that up, huh? Where you get to know something, something that other people probably don't because they tune out uh, me struggling to pronounce everyone's name. So as I ramble, I am going to my Trello board, uh, and let me see here. Um, the very very next thing I'm working on, I probably have to order this. So I'm just gonna show you everything. Or tell you everything. Uh, I have graphs on here. Uh, I have make rendering faster. Because if you go to thetagang.com slash Juni, um, you notice that I have the most amount of trades just because uh, of time and just me logging all of them. So uh, you'll notice that the page kind of renders slower than other pages. So I'm trying to fix that. Uh, I'm very aware of what I need to do. It's just kind of annoying because I didn't think I would need ever need to make this website scale, but that's how all great projects start, I guess. Um, I have filtering and sorting here, uh, which is something. So I want to make the trades on the front page give you more value when you log in. Um, I'm also thinking about making the website login only. Um, and I'm also going to experiment with the idea of um, like making it like invite only or like a wait list only uh, at some point. Um, and I really want to start focusing on my patrons. Uh, so I'm going to probably be making my first patron exclusive feature um, sometime by the end of March. And uh, that, in that would most likely uh, be some sort of feature where they get access to the trades that are closed like some special panel to see what trades are closed uh, and all that good stuff. Um, but only time will tell what I actually end up deciding on. Um, I have achievements here. So this was actually um, you know, sent to me uh, by a suggestion from a listener. And he said that you know I mentioned on previous episodes where I want to, don't want to incentivize winners, but I can incentivize losers by maybe giving them achievements of like, total trades and all this stuff um something has come of that or you know something was brewing before that that maybe is more in line with this and there will be a theta gang score that everyone will have this is probably the juiciest thing you could take away from this end of the episode is that the theta gang score um it will not ding you if you like lose money right because that's not what i'm about i don't care if you lose i don't care if you win uh, I do care like how often or not even how often you trade, like how honest you are with your trades. Like is your pattern of trading and logging your trades, does it appear honest? Like are you opening it during market hours and closing during market hours? Uh, you know, are you um, talking about trades before you do them? Are you making sure that you close all your trades? All that good stuff. Um, there would be some sort of thing score. Um, and I hope that inside advises people to just like not care about you know showing that they lose money because no one no one should care really like it's just money it's it's nothing it's just paper <laughs> um and i have this very very important able to export json because i know a few people want to be able to track their trades uh in an excel sheet um more or less this can be uh, you know, something that I don't quite want to do yet just because I want you to be in the platform, helping the platform grow. Like if you, if there's something annoying 
uh, about the platform of why you'd rather do it in Excel, I'd want to know and I'd want to help you and make sure that uh, that feature gets in uh, like ASAP, right? Like I want you to have fun using ThetaGang.com. I don't want you to, you know, just go off on your own and be in like a boring Excel sheet when you can, you know, help others uh, with their trades and uh, others can, you know, help you somewhat on yours. And, you know, it just becomes like a pool of like knowledge that everyone just like um, uh, drinks up, drinks from. <laughs> it sounds like a like a blood elf saying in Warcraft. Oh, my God. Okay, it's getting late. <laughs> oh, my nerd is showing. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what that's what's on my list. Um, oh, lastly, 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 this is this is mentioned by two different people in an email. So I find this pretty important. And the reason why I bring up email being important is because someone took time out of their day to pull up gmail.com, write my name or email in the header, and then put a header title, and then write a body, and then click send. Like, it, it's a lot, right? Like, if someone sends me an email, I really, really take uh, good care of, like, whoever messages me during, through email because I know it takes a lot to do because people are lazier now more than ever i am lazier now more than ever so i appreciate it this is pending trades upload queue so i have that as a bullet point here on my trailer board people want to be able to uh make trades uh and then when they actually execute them in real life they want to just click a button and have it just go um i think that's an amazing feature i would do that all the time i would love to do that because i plan my trades like a day before and so if I were able to do that, that'd be super sick. So uh, that feature will come. Uh, but as you can just tell from how I talk about it, or maybe I'm not being dreadful enough, it, it's a big one. Um, it's a big one to make it feel right, make it feel good. Because obviously anyone can show you a form and make you fill it out. Uh, but, you know, datagame.com, I pride myself in having good UX, uh, a good user experience, and it feels good all around. It looks good all around. Or at least for the most part, I know that he that green header is so gross. Uh, but my UX designer is working on it. Uh, the website's gonna look way better. And uh, yeah, my voice is shot. It is 12:55. It is officially Monday. Um, have a great week, uh, boys and girls. Uh, I will catch you guys next Monday. Thanks. <laughs>